Ineos is a giant Japanese oil company, and like all oil companies, it's run by, you know, just the best people, the most noble, honorable, upright people. Unfortunately, the president of Ineos recently got drunk and hugged a woman. Ineos has in place a whistleblowing system, so outside lawyers investigated the claim, and the president was fired. Last year, the then-president was also fired for sexually harassing a bar hostess. Enios made a statement, I assume as they don't have a president right now, so for a, a representative, not the new president. Hey, they're looking for a president. I've never been accused of sexually harassing anybody. Just let just put that out there, Enios, if you need a guy who is, is not a sexual harasser, who knows that sexual harassing people will get you in trouble, I, I know that. And, and I would be more than happy to uh, take on the role of president of Enios and not sexually harass anyone. I can't say I won't commit other crimes, but I, I can promise you I will not sexually harass anyone. A representative of the company came forward with an apology, pretty standard stuff, which, you know, at this point, does the apology mean anything? But I guess they have to do it. It is extremely regrettable. It is, it is, <laughs> can't get, can't get the first words out. Okay. It is extremely regrettable that scandals like this have happened at our company two years in a row. Yes. Is there any way that could have been avoided by maybe hiring people who aren't, pieces of shit who work in the oil industry. I have a negative image of people who run oil companies. That's just, I'm, I'm going to put my bias out there up front, just so everyone knows. I, I don't think they hired the best people to run oil companies. We apologize for the trouble we have caused our stakeholders. I found that last sentence, last word even, very something worth noticing, because... They didn't apologize to the women who were sexually harassed. They apologized to the stakeholders in the company. So the shareholders, uh, people who have investments in the company and whatnot. They, they didn't say sorry to the ladies. Now, I'm sure that these ladies who are harassed, they're going to get paid because Enios admitted that this has happened is true. These guys have lost their jobs. So they have a civil case. They could, they could get their money, but... Yeah, you can see the person, this kind of is going to my whole thing. I don't think good people run oil companies. I bet there was no thought that we need to apologize to the, the women who were victimized in this situation by the president of the companies. In fact, I don't, know, I don't even know why they're speaking up at all. They should have been thankful that the president of an oil company was paying them attention. I bet that is actually the thoughts that are going through their head. But it looks bad, so we got to say sorry, and for all the trouble that this has caused the stakeholders in the company, not the actual women who were harassed. JAXA, the Japanese space agency, wants to develop satellites that become sort of an Earth defense system that are capable of crashing into asteroids that might have like a life-ending event, an extinction-level event on the planet Earth. They're planning to conduct an experiment in less than three years. So they say there's an asteroid coming towards Earth. I, I think the idea is that it's not going to hit Earth. And what they want to do is shoot some of the satellites into it. It'll hit it and then push it off course, change its trajectory away. And I was like, if I was writing a science fiction movie right now and I wanted something to go wrong, what I would do is have the satellite course correct the asteroid so that it is coming into the earth and then the big panic is we have to fix that problem that we've created through science ourselves 
That's pretty standard science fiction stuff. So this is essentially some kind of Earth defense system. I have a theory that all the Japanese uh, technological developments are run primarily by nerds and anime nerds because they're Japanese. And so they're all leading towards one inevitable singular point in the future, and that is the creation of a Gundam-like world. They've created moving platforms. They've created a rail gun. They are now doing an Earth satellite defense system. They're encircling the Earth in asteroids. These all sound very, very much like Gundam to me. And I, I'm concerned that once the nerds actually have their Gundam, they're not going to know how to control it. Just like an NEOS president doesn't know how to control himself around women. That was it. Good callback to uh, the previous story. I mean, I'm, I think I might be at 200 and some episodes, 280 some episodes. I think this is going to be 289. I'm starting to get good at this. We did talk about last time how police raided, uh, there was about 300 host clubs in Kabuchiko. Kabukicho? I think I said it so fast I said it wrong. I do a lot of bad Japanese on this show. Let's, let's just say you don't want to learn your Japanese from me. You want to go to one of those other websites like Dojin or something and learn some good Japanese. Anyways, police raided. They found out of 202 that they raided, 145 had violated the law in some way. And this includes, this is the important thing, is knowing how they scam you in different places. If you're going to come visit Japan, you want to go to a host club, you want to see something, how are they going to scam you if you know what kind of scams they run? You can prepare yourself. Well, the main one is in selling drinks without listing the price. So what they do is they're like, hey, let's buy a bottle of whiskey, let's buy a bottle of champagne, let's buy a bottle of something. And you think, okay, it's going to be 10,000 yen, 20,000 yen. Expensive, but affordable. And then they give you a bill for like 15 million yen because apparently you just drank the rarest whiskey that ever existed and a bottle of champagne where there's only one left on the planet that was pulled out of the Titanic or something like that. So that's how they, that's the first scam is they, they inflate the bill, but they never list the price. So you never actually get to say no because the whole point of a host club is they're pressuring you to drink and buy drinks because that's how they make money. The other one they're doing is operating without a liquor license. So they're selling liquor uh, and they had, don't have a license to sell it. Concept cafes, which you would probably describe mainly as made cafes, have also been afoul of the law with having underage girls serve alcohol to customers. So you can see there's two kind of things happening. There's the host clubs are ripping women off monetarily, and then the anime or the made cafes are breaking the law by having underage people because that's what appeals again to these anime nerds who are going to go to a maid cafe. They want to have a really young girl, you know, do the song and the dance and stuff. I, I went to one once. It was actually quite dismal. I think I went to the wrong one. My friend took me to one where I think the maids were dour might have been the actual thing. It's the end of the year. So we're going to get a lot of stats. Last episode was very stat heavy. This one's not as stat heavy, but it is entertaining stats. Uh, the Pornhub annual breakdown has come out. And once again, hentai is the most searched term, whereas Japanese dropped to number four, dropped two places, number four. So the number one and the number four search terms on Pornhub are both Japan-related. Hentai is certainly very much a Japanese thing. I, I don't want to question other people's taste, but when I go looking for porn, should I want to spend my time doing that, animated stuff isn't going to do it for me. I don't know, maybe... I also don't like fake bodies. 
So I think fake is just something that doesn't work for me. And so the animation version, I'm not against it. I just don't see it as being as appealing. So I guess you must be into something different for me, which is not a bad thing. I mean, I'm not actually judging you on that. There are, I do judge people on some things. I judge people on stuff that I don't understand. Hentai, while it doesn't, isn't my thing, I do understand it. I understand, like, again, there's sort of this idyllic perfection idea of having a, a, a 2D woman that's been drawn, basically created for your fantasy. <laughs> that doesn't do it for me. Japanese, so the, the fourth search term on the list, was beaten out by lesbian and MILF. So if you get a lesbian MILF, who's also a Japanese, who's been drawn. So a hentai Japanese lesbian MILF, I think some heads are going to explode. That's something uh, you should look at in the future if you're planning on getting into the creation of porn industry. I did enjoy it. So they do a breakdown by state. Most of the states, it was interesting because like, oh, the racist states are all looking at uh, black girls or something. California was one step away from my just previous joke where the search term was Asian stepmom. So all they're missing is lesbian and I guess hentai, but they had Asian and MILF if you're talking about stepmom. If you drew it, it'd be hentai. Yeah, California's on the cutting edge of what everyone in the world actually wants deep down inside. Uh, they were looking at how long people go to Pornhub and spend per session. Japan, number two on the list at 11 minutes and 14 seconds per session. Number two behind the Philippines. Now, let's be very clear. That 11 minutes is all illegal. Says uh, Pornhub is not censored. Unless they're looking at the censored version of Asian porn and hentai. What they're actually doing is illegal. The most viewed by men, Japanese was number two. Lesbian was number one. It's Japanese lesbians. I mean, again, you could like wrap up that category right there. Uh, Men's favorite categories... Number one and number two, Japanese and mature. We're hitting a theme. Older Japanese ladies got it going on. Women, was number one was lesbian, number two was Japanese. So again, all those terms together, I now am at this point where I just want to make the one singular perfect pornographic film and then just end porn altogether because what happens is you just watch my movie and, and it's so entrancing, no one ever watches anything again. So every year in Japan you give out New Year's money called uh, Otoshidama, and it comes in a little red envelope. And it's a tradition, and people love it, except we're getting in a world that's kind of cashless. So PayPay, one of the companies that is putting out uh, a payment system that you use on your phone, they want to create digital Otoshidama. And they've done a survey and found that 40% of the people they surveyed want to give it out cashless. Now, PayPay is probably surveying people who use PayPay, which means people who are already using digital stuff. Uh, They're expecting people to give 526.3 billion yen in year-end money to kids. Uh, Basically, teenagers, they get like 5 to 10,000 yen. Depends on your family. Kids just get like 1,000 yen or something. PayPay wants to take 150 billion yen of that 526 billion and make that digital and create essentially a new industry. The thing is, for the kids to receive this, I guess they would have to have a phone as well. So there is an expectation that the kids receiving this do have their own phone and one that they could then take outside of the house and then use in public to actually generate, to to use the funds to keep them in circulation. There's an interesting sort of sidestep there. Uh, My kids have phones, but we've locked them down to Wi-Fi. They don't actually have a cell plan. So 
I guess if they went in the convenience store and the convenience store had Wi-Fi, they could use it, but that would be the only way. There was a very interesting story because this is something I didn't know about Japanese law. The police have seen an increase in male prostitutes since opening the borders from COVID. So like more people are coming in to visit. A lot of people are uh, a good way to make money in Japan is to do some prostitution. So they do that. Uh, The Anti-Prostitution Act only applies to women in Japan which I did not know. I just thought anti-prostitution, you wouldn't make it gender specific. It would just be anti-prostitution. Apparently, it's only about women, so you can't arrest a man for being a prostitute, which I'm finding very confusing because it's just the act, isn't it? Like it's the act of accepting money in exchange for sex is the thing that breaks the law, but apparently not. It's only true if you're a woman. They still want to arrest these people, so they arrest them for touting, which is standing on the street and like trying to solicit uh, customers, and waiting for clients, which is apparently... Also against the law, I didn't know that. So that is considered a public disturbance. It's part of a public ordinance. So you're getting arrested, but again, a much lower level crime than actual prostitution. Uh, So I'm interested to see if this ends up in them changing the rule because it would make a lot more sense if the rule wasn't women do it or men do it, if it was just doing it. Osaka police have made YouTube ads to combat marijuana usage. Which, uh, let's be honest, the the old people by committee making an advertisement or something to appeal to the youths is never going to really be successful. Uh, Marijuana use has been in the news a lot lately. So there was a university football team, an American football team, and they were disbanded because the players got in trouble for marijuana multiple times. Uh, In the last couple weeks, some gummy marijuana-laced gummies have gone around and made a bunch of people sick. I don't know if they took too many or the the actual product was bad, but made a bunch of people sick. In Osaka, 80% of youth crime is marijuana-related, and 80% of all marijuana arrests are people under the age of 29. So they're seeing youth and marijuana. There's a connection there, and there's like, we're going to fight it. We're going to do something that's really effective. We're going to go on YouTube and, and make an ad that they're going to skip as soon as they're given the first opportunity. Because I literally hover the mouse over the skip button when I start watching a video. I'm pretty sure kids are going to be way more advanced about it than I am. I'm sure that's where the ad blockers come in. YouTube's been having a lot of trouble with ad blockers. The problem with the police trying to connect to the youth is it's not going to work. These, these old men, they're not going to, to, to figure out the message soon enough. Uh, I, again, I now realize like if I wanted to connect to youth about not using marijuana, probably the best thing I could do is get old people to start using marijuana. Then it wouldn't be cool anymore or get young people to try to do it. Still don't think it'd be that effective. Um, I don't have an answer for that. They, they are really, really stuck on this one. I don't think a YouTube ad is really going to have the massive success they hope it does. Since 2008, they started measuring the physical strength of students, and they have found that student strength at junior high school is at a record low. So the survey started in 2008. They did 920,000 students were surveyed. It's been falling since 2019. So you know what that means. If you want to go bully a junior high school student, this would be the year to do it because you can take them. 70% of workers in Japan don't want to be contacted outside of work hours, which makes me go, why is that number not 100%? Because the the question is, want to. Like, I might accept a call outside of work. I might accept messages out of work. That doesn't mean I want to be contacted out of work. 
So the question one should be, do you want to? Question two would be, is it acceptable? Question three is neutral. Like the, the five levels would be pretty normal. 72.4% of all workers have, say they have received messages outside of work, which is an 8.2% increase in previous years. And 62.62% and 62.2% say this causes them stress which I understand. And again, it's part of the Japanese work culture where you have to find a way to let them go because as I've said a million times now in Engineers Japan, this is where the declining birth rate comes from. So our last story, this is a quick one because it is the holiday season. I'm actually not working. I'm not, uh, I just wanted to get an episode out. It's already a day late, but I just wanted to get something out so that people, you know, I actually noticed that a lot of podcasts go dark over the holidays, but I, you know, it's nice to have something to listen to when you're driving. So you get to listen to my stupid voice because I'm, you know what? Cause I'm dedicated. I'm dedicated to you as the listener and who was interested in Japanese news. And this is our last story. And it's not a creepy, creepy guy. I've kind of pushed away from that a little bit only because the creepy, creepy guy stories have gotten really repetitive. They've not done anything particularly creative lately. A 62 year old man is at the scene of an accident and they didn't say if he caused it. That is the bit. I actually a bit of information I would have liked. Uh, a 27 year old police officer is interviewing him about the accident. And he says, the 62-year-old drunk man says, you headbutted me, right? And then headbutts the cop. Now, I'm going to give you some advice. If you ever come to Japan, don't headbutt anybody. But absolutely don't headbutt a cop. Like, if you're going to headbutt anyone, don't do it to a cop. That's actually one of the worst people to do it to. You should be headbutting the junior high school girl from the, <laughs> from the story before because she's so weak, she's not going to be able to fight back. You're going to win that fight nine times out of ten. Not always. Because it wasn't all the kids who were weak. And you got to pick them carefully. Uh, when he was arrested, he said, I had no idea the person I headbutted was a police officer. <laughs> As if somehow that would have made it okay. Like if I headbutt someone else, not an issue. But headbutting a cop, whoops, now I'm sorry. If only he had headbutted a president of an oil company. Then all would be right with the world again. So that's just a very quick episode out for today. I don't know if I'll have one available next week. So I might be taking a week off just because of holidays and take care of family and stuff and doing things and trying to live a life so that I have stories that I can then share on Ninja Japan in the future. Uh, you have hundreds of episodes in the back catalog. You can go listen to C. McBee. I have recently on YouTube releasing, been releasing C. McBee uh, IMDB, which is my breakdown sort of react videos to primarily kung fu movies so if you want something to do over the holiday please check out c mcbimdb and i hope you have a really good holiday